I gotta get back to bed. <gasps> what happened? <gasps> what the? Where did get Where's Christmas? Lisa, where's Christmas? Bart, what were you doing outside? I don't know how to tell you this, but I came down a little early and. Um. Well. Uh. I saw a burglar and. He was. He took. He got all our stuff. Including the tree. We were robbed. How could somebody. I know. Can we skip church? Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we're here to review Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. I am Dando. I am Mitch. And I am thrown because Mitch is in the studio once again. It's been a while since I've made a, uh, an appearance inside yeah. Casa de Dando. But it, you arrived late it's got a nice thought, ring to it actually. Yeah. Casa de Dando. Casa de Dando. It sounds like a vocal warm-up. I was, um, Casa de Dando. So I'm sitting there. You probably hear Elliot screaming in the other room. So I'm sitting there watching the Wiggles of Elliot. And there's a knock at the front door and I'm thinking... Energy, guys. Then <laughs> I was like, oh shit! I've said five. I thought it was five thirty. Actually, then, it's an election campaign. You're like, fucking, uh, <laughs> someone's canvassing votes. Because Nicola's back at work now, so I'm here babysitting Elliot. But then you had to go and uh, watch The Simpsons. You re- you rewatched mm. it. You already watched it. But yeah. you just wanted to rewatch it because last week I gave you shit. Did I? Or is this already one box ticked off? In, or, or am in, I covering for you in uh, Beth Anslow's <laughs> four finger discount bingo? <laughs> Mitch How hasn't prepared for the episode. How good was that, by the way? Yeah, I actually want before we start the episode proper. I want to let all view all listeners in on that. That we'll read out what the boxes are, so you can make your own four finger discount bingo at home. Cool. So we'll get into that during the mailbag, or we'll get yeah. just before the review. Before the review. Just before the review. It's a, it's a drinking game. Yeah? So you can start with this episode. Uh, is it a drinking? Well, yeah, I, guess I, I think it's have a drink every time this happens. Yeah, anything is a drinking game if you're committed enough. Yeah, that's true. Oh man! So how have you been anyway? How's how's life been in the Casa de Grinta? Um. Well, uh, what have we been doing at home of late? Are you still have you recovered from the fact that you? I've lost got a, a robot vacuum now. You got a what? <laughs> I got a robot vacuum. That, that's big news. One I, of the ones that just drives around by itself. I think it might have some slight. Yeah, and yeah, one of the ones that drives around by itself, yeah, yeah. but it's also got a voice, and the voice freaks me out a little bit. To be perfect, is it male honest. or female? Voice? It's female. I think it might actually be out to kill me because... It wouldn't surprise me. When you turn it... Like, when you set it off on its path, in this real cold, calculated way, like, firstly, it comes off its charging dock, it looks at you, and then it says, I am starting the clean. <laughs> it's the scariest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever had Wait, in the house. So, it disconnects itself from charge and just starts cleaning by itself. You don't have, yeah. to, you don't have to program it to do so. I can do it here. I've got I've got a little app. So no, like I have to I could set it up on a timer, but I have to tell it to go. Can we please is Ash at home? I'm not sure. We should operate the vacuum from here All right. while she's at home. <laughs> I'll just wait for it to uh I'll wait for it to connect. Um but we need to set up a camera in the kitchen though at your place to make sure we catch it all on film. Okay. Maybe we'll do it next week and film it all. The device is offline. It's gone dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone rogue. <laughs> It's on its way here. Oh, it's hell? hunting. It will find you I'm and it will kill you. A, I'm having a real hard time. If there's any tech nerds that are um, listening, 
come to my house and fix my phone for me because I can't connect to the fucking media servers. I, uh, now I can't connect to my, my robot. Well, the real reason you're here is because my fucking internet doesn't connect. How, That's true. How like, hard has it been the last month? We've my been God. recording via Skype for some time and uh, it, the last few, like last the last month, month yeah. um, good folks at Telstra? Telstra. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Let, let's name and shame. Yeah, of course. It's been about six dropouts an episode and I just get left talking to myself for a little bit. <laughs> it's, it has been a highlight for me though when <laughs> going back and listening to you, <laughs> realising that you have been speaking to yourself for 10 seconds and going, oh, I've, been, I've been getting the clips and putting them together. <laughs> But the thing, not that we play those to, at the end of this. Yeah, I'll, I'll play one of them. You know what the um, the excuse they gave me was? How many devices do you have connected to your internet? I went, well, it's MBN. I said, but how many devices? I said, two phones, a television, and a laptop. Maybe it's too many devices. I said, oh, come on, guys. I said, mate, it's 2019. It's I said, four. this is this MBN internet. You try and tell me we can't have four devices connected to it. What about the supermarkets? They have like a million people connected to it. And he goes, oh, well, maybe, that's, or maybe I'm not saying it is, but maybe that's one of the options. Or maybe, do you stream in 4K? I said, so you're trying to tell me that I'm paying for MBN speed and I can't stream in 4K because the internet will cut out? I think there's quite a lot of people with tech support in a lot of different phone companies, this isn't just Telstra, that aren't actually very good with tech. They've got a checklist yeah. and a script. And that's how they get through their troubleshooting. So I have to sit through an hour of troubleshooting process. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually I've got a new modem. So t- next week we'll be fine. But still, you're going to come into the studio because what are we going to start doing next week for the patrons in the Four Finger Discount uh, Facebook group? Not necessarily week in, week out, but next week we're yeah. going to do a live stream. Yes. We'll be broadcasting the episode. So you won't get the clips, obviously, but you will get the bits that I fuck up. <laughs> we <laughs> normally get up. cut out of the show. Mitch going, uh, let me just get my notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> notes. Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. I was really looking forward to this one and mm-hmm. did not disappoint. I've always really enjoyed this one. I really enjoyed the Christmas episodes. The holiday ones are always fun. Yeah. I think they've got a really always got a really heartwarming ending as well. They leave you on a good positive note. This is one that I hadn't watched much because Really? I think um it ha- it's the themes of it and this has been commented on uh that it felt really similar to Marge Be Not Proud. So I think I just kind of I'd if you read the synopsis for this, it's a bit all over the place. It makes more sense when you actually watch the episode, but you're like, they buy presents on Christmas Eve, Bart burns them, the town gives them money, they waste the money, or they spend the money, a car falls in the lake, they go on jeopardy, they come back and everyone's forgiven them and they've stolen their shit. And you're like, what the fuck kind of episode storyline is that? So, like, I think that, I've, I always look at that and just go, Jesus, it's all over the shop. I'm I, I, I wouldn't bother. say it's... I can see what you mean when you say it's similar to Marge being not proud, but see, that one, though, was Bart getting caught for doing something yeah, and Marge being I, disappointed. I only mean very much on the surface. Okay. So, when, when you actually sit down and watch the episode, it's not that at all. But I think that, that when if you're just flicking through a DVD and... Bart doing something wrong. Yeah, or, or on Disney Plus soon, and you just look briefly reading the synopsis of what each episode is, this one just doesn't grab me. Okay. But when I actually watched it, aside from the first two, two minutes-ish, which were... Uh, there's some moments that were funny, but overall, I felt like it was a bit, bit weak. Forced, not really, it, yeah. Go- yeah, kind of forced, not really going anywhere. But once it kicks in a gear and Bart has completely ruined Christmas, then I became really engaged in the episode. I think that the hook of Bart only does something here that he's not out to really do anything wrong. He just wants to play with his toys a little bit early. And, you know, what kid hasn't wanted to grow up I'd like to, to play with his toys early on yeah. Christmas morning. It's not like he was to try and save. He deliberately steals something because he wants something he can't have. Um, 
He makes a mistake. Uh, he's a 10-year-old yeah, it's, child it's, and he's scared. Yeah, it's not him ripping up carpet and smashing and hammering mustard packets and that sort of thing. Like, yeah. it's he's not wanton destruction just for the sake of it. He's just exactly Being right. a kid. He's fucked up. He doesn't know how to deal with it and how who would. And he makes up a lie. And I really like that scene because you believe the crying. Like, he's not putting on the crying. He's lying about what he says, but he's not lying about the emotion that he feels. And I think that is a really good way to kind of keep some sympathies with Bart throughout. And even though, yeah, and when he's then talking to the cops, he's very callously lying and making up details. But by that point, he's so far in, he's committed. And that is kind of, it's that sort of therapeutic thing of the only way I can get through this is to believe it wholeheartedly and and go all the way with it. I think one of my favourite pieces of Nancy Cartwright acting as Bart is the moment where he's contemplating, do I tell them or do I not? Where he just goes... Hmm. Yeah, where he's in the corner with it's his head. It's not actually hands. a word, but the acting there is fantastic. Yeah. It's just so, so good. You really, really believe it. Yeah. And yeah, I also really think good. I've always saw this episode as Bart doing something wrong and lying to his family when really a part of me feels like he he didn't tell the family because he just couldn't bring himself to tell them that he'd ruined Christmas. Yeah, exactly right. And He didn't want to disappoint. Not so much that he'd done something wrong, it's just he didn't want to disappoint them. Like, I'm the one that's ruined Christmas for everybody. Yeah, well, he knew they were disappointed, and I think it was too much guilt for him to bear to have it all pointed at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your favourite moment from the episode? Uh, the, the the water dream, which was a really cool throwback to, mm-hmm. like, a Silverman-style animation from the early days. and Sort of like Bart sells his soul? That kind of dream? Or Bart gets an F. Yes. Or Bart the Genius. But about the genius here, we're yeah. on the train. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Like that. That. It, yeah, it felt like a, a real throwback to. They're those all dreams, episodes. I believe. Are they They're all dreams? They're all actual I think dreams. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think Bart gets an F. Classifies. I think. I think the the train one's him. Um. No, no, no. The the train one was. A, he falls the, asleep. The most. Yeah, he falls yeah. asleep. I think when he yeah. slaps himself, it's when he's looking outside the window. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that was more of a daydream, Bart gets. An yeah. F. But in any case, like it felt like a throwback to one of those, and it also just. I mean, it rings true to a lot of dreams that I've had, like, and that that feeling of waking up from a dream, particularly if it, you wake up from a dream where you have, like, you are going yeah. to the toilet, and then wake up and you need to go to the toilet. But it's that moment of like, already gone. oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, dry, thank yes. fuck. <laughs> now I, I'm not going to say my favorite moment. I'm actually going to say my least favorite moment because this episode actually. Well, that's has, not the segment. <laughs> my this episode has my least favorite moment in the history of The Simpsons. It's the moment really? that makes me roll my eyes and just cringe every time. It's when he tells the orphans, come back when you get some parents. That, to me, is the worst moment of The Simpsons. Hmm. How is, where is the humor in that? Where, what is the purpose of him saying that? It's just cruel. It's just not needed on this show. It's not needed. It was not, it was not a needed scene or a piece of dialogue. Hmm. It's almost... I would... I, I remember watching that with my mum when I was, oh, say, I don't know, five years ago. And my mum's not the biggest Simpsons fan, as we all know. And I was almost embarrassed when she saw that. I was like, I can kind of see why you would be annoyed when you hear stuff like that. Like, that is a really terrible line. Yeah. Come back when you get some parents. What the f- I think there are people that would laugh at it. I... I would not deny that. But to me, that's just, I don't know. I just feel like the Simpsons is so far above that kind of stuff. Hmm. I didn't like. I liked the joke up until that point of him coming out and calling people 
forgetting their orphans, just calling anyone that's watching TVs in a store window that's fine. freeloaders. Yes. That was fine. It's the comeback when you got some parents line, like I said. That yeah. part, not just needed. Go on that little bit too far. Yeah. That is, I, I, I can't really sit here and defend that if you wanted to. Like, if you're someone that took offense to that, then... I'm not offended. I just... No, but I mean... Yeah. You're not offended personally, but you kind of... It's an offensive line to you. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to sit here and explain why it's not, to be perfectly honest. Getting back to the episode, what I did like about it was I feel like this episode shows the best in the town. It's not very often we see the townspeople getting together for a good purpose. Mm. Can you remember the last time that happened? Maybe when a poo... Got- when they go to uh, sing songs at the... Where is it that they go to sing songs? Grace guys are going to clear up, put on a happy face. Oh, the bomb shelter, Bart's yep. Comet. No, it's not the bomb shelter. It's after... Um, oh, we've given the word mob a bad name. I think it's Rosebud. So they go oh, and yes. chase them for the yep. bear and then yep. they go off somewhere to sing. Yep. Uh, children's hospital? But I mean, I mean that's them getting together and singing a song. I mean, doing something good for somebody else. Flanders? You mean Flanders in general? No, I mean when the Bart's Comet. No, the um. Oh, when I do the house, Hurricane Nitty. Yes, of course, Hurricane yeah. Nitty. That's a good example. Yeah, I just, I just like but it when it they is, do this. It's few yeah. and far between. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Next question. You there, eating the paste? Trivia. What do you got for me this week, Mitch? Mm. I have um four questions this week Ooh. because I felt like one of them wasn't very good. Okay. Start so with that one. I'll lead with that one. What was on Lou's tie? Oh, that's a really hard one. What's on his tie? I have no idea. It was Christmas trees. Oh, he had okay. a seasonal tie when he I was like taking that. the report. I did like that Lou knew the Bart was bullshitting as well. Yeah. <laughs> Chief. It's like, well, we might. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that is it that he knew he was bullshitting? Or, or is well, it the just I that it. I, I'd kind of just taken that as, in these cases, we don't find people. Okay, maybe. But, yeah. yeah. Either way. I like. I, 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 I don't... I, the way I, I looked at it was like Lou knew he was bullshitting, but didn't... Didn't suppose, go but If he knew he was bullshitting, then why would he let it go to the extreme where he... Yeah. Let the town donate money. Anyway, I've, I've misunderstood it. <laughs> My first question is, what time did Bark wake up? Oh, it was like 5am. Nearly, it's just after. Just 5.03? 4. Oh, I'll give damn. you 5am. Uh, little fun tidbit, the line that Lisa says about how the Indians woke mm. themselves up by drinking water, that's actually historically true. Okay. And not just... Not just Indians, but like, you know, before clocks, before alarm clocks, if you needed to wake up, that was the way that a lot of people... It's always a lot of Indians with, with you, isn't it, Mitch? <laughs> That's the way a lot of people did it. <laughs> uh, my second question, what was the tip jar called? Ah, oh, I really should know this. It's got dimes in it, right? It does have dimes yeah, in it. Yeah, uh, nah. It's March of Dimes. March of Dimes, that's it. How much was the new car that they purchased? The new car, how much was it? How much did they pay for it? It How much was it? was it? $12,000. $12,000. Is this car $15,000? It is now. Great salesman, that guy. Jamming Bart with the pen. Yeah. (laughs) You're still doing it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, I watched it and I thought that would be Mitch if he was a salesman. As a little kid. (laughs) A a little kid trying to point out the fallacy of what I was doing. (laughs) I wouldn't do that, but I'd probably be more inclined to be like, Hey, bud, there's a games room out the back. You want to you go play Xbox while your parents <laughs> no, take this for a drive? Not really. Oh, fuck off, go. No, 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 you will. You love Xbox. What was the subheading in the newspaper? Oh, that's my last question. Ah, uh, damn. Uh, it was the... I won't look, actually. I promise you I won't look. It's about the mob. Yeah. Angry... Decide, uh, angry mob mulls options. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, so what was your fourth one then? So that was my third one. Well, my fourth one was how much was the car originally? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay, two of my questions were, were yours. Yep. Okay, fair enough. 
Now, we wanted to promote, before we get into the review, this uh, drinking game that's exclusively yep. available in the Four Finger Discount Patreon group, but now it's going to be available to the whole world. Well, yeah, you can make your own version. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm just going to scroll through. From and Beth Anslow, yeah? Yeah, thank you so much to Beth for having made this. This uh, gave me quite a lot of enjoyment. Yeah, it's pretty good. You know what I love? I love it the fact that our listeners now in the Patreon group, our patrons get together and they just talk about the show. Like, they talk about stuff that I forgot that we did and what we talk about. Yeah. And when I read through this, I thought, we do do those things a lot. (laughs) I never really sort of thought about it. So, from Beth, thank God it's Friday and I have something to get you in the mood. Friday fingerers, which is... Yeah, fingerers are what the patrons are called. Not a word I need to hear ever again. Friday fingerers, specifically on Fridays. Friday fingerers. On... Stay away from Jeff on Fridays. Do not go near Jeff. <laughs> Maybe we should go to a restaurant and have like the Friday special, just chicken fingers, like the Friday fingers. <laughs> go to or open? Open, yeah. Let's open a restaurant that serves nothing but all food is finger form. <laughs> the whole lot. Yeah. And in four. Yeah. Four fingers of everything. <laughs> four fingers of scotch. <laughs> so, four finger discount bingo, originally intended as a drinking game. Uh, have okay. a sip when you tick off a square. If a square gets ticked off three times, then you've got to drink the entire uh, beverage. So, if you want to make this at home, you will need, uh, what do we need? A five by five grid. We'll just run through. So, one box. Dando says, moving along. Moving along. <laughs> you do say that a lot. I do say getting back to the episode a lot. Yeah. To I'm going to go in order of rows, okay? So, we're going across. Mitch makes an awkward joke. Now, I don't know what the definition of awkward is with that. It's usually when I go, oh, we can't say that. Okay. So that, <laughs> I thought they normally get cut out. <laughs> I, I, I try to limit them. <laughs> <laughs> the Patreon Facebook group is mentioned. Well, we've done that a couple times already. Yep. So, you've probably... That's already, at least one bottle yeah, that you do. have already now. Mitch backs up his point via researching on his computer. Well, that won't happen today because I don't have my computer. You do do that a lot, though. Yeah, I like you to... You go, uh, wait a minute. I like to try to fact check things. <laughs> An unfamiliar Australian reference is made. Have, Have we, we done, done that? that? I don't think we've done that so far. But we um, will. We will. Cricket is mentioned. You asked me about the grand final earlier. So yes. There we go. The conversation digresses to a real-life story. Not we'll, yet. Well, we will. We'll talk about Christmas. Awkward pause. Mitch hasn't fully prepared for the review. As <laughs> that <said>. happened. <laughs> The boys misquote a line. Now, that does happen a lot. We've probably already done that, yeah. It's because a lot of the time I'm quoting it, trying to do it as a filler, expecting that the actual clip will be played. And then sometimes I hear myself, and I'm like, oh, (laughs) that wasn't meant for broadcast. (laughs) Do you actually go back and listen to the show? I don't listen to it. Very rarely. Sometimes. Mostly when someone's had a go at me over something, I'm like, I better check what I actually said there. For me, once it's out there, it's out there. That's it. Done. Never have to hear it again. Dando bursts out laughing. I think I've done that. The boys plug their book. Then you've got a we free... We don't do that enough, I don't reckon. We've stopped doing that. Yeah, I try to um, go... We went hard for a good I try year. to make it seasonal. Yeah. Uh, then there's a free space, so you can make up whatever you want. The boys spot a mistake in the episode. Dando gets a trivia question wrong. That's Specifically you, not me. <laughs> Dando. Mitch, I must be good at trivia. Mitch, choose. Yeah, when you got milk duds, you're a pain. Or what did, you, what did Ash bring in last... Was it profiteroles? Oh, yeah, the profiterole. That was delicious. One of the boys attempts an impression of a character. That's usually you. Usually me. They quote a different episode. That's usually me. (laughs) I don't remember us doing that. Ash or Nick or Elliot make an appearance. I'm sure. sure An appearance, not a mention. 
What about Ali? I'm pretty sure I can hear him screaming in the background. Oh, possibly. Does that, does that count if as an you hear him cry, If you hear him cry, you must drink. Yeah. <laughs> Seinfeld gets brought up. Your name gets mentioned. So and that's, the that's more than likely to happy, happen for the patrons. So yep. if you want to get drunk, every reason to subscribe. The boys are disappointed with a specific joke or gag. Already <laughs> happened. The worst of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you get all of the trivia questions correct. I'm sure that's happened to some of you. Something is pointed out that you've never noticed in the episode. Okay. And finally, the boys make you laugh or smile. Good luck if you're playing that square. It's not likely to happen. <laughs> but thank you once again, Beth, for putting that together. Yeah. We should play it. Go back and listen to our own show and play it. And then record a second one yeah. in whatever state we end yes. up. But you've, you've said you don't want to do a show drunk. No, I don't think it's anywhere near as good as the people that do it think. It's that like, we should get drunk and record an episode. Do a it'd be hilarious. Oh, it'd be so good. And then you just listen to... You know, what you think is funny when you're drunk is rarely funny to a sober person. I know that because I used to not drink for a long time. I'd go out with my friends and they'd be laughing at whatever. And I'm like, oh, why am I your friend? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, should we plug the trivia night just before we get into Please the do. review? So, May 30th, once again at the Spotted Mallard in Melbourne, we're going to be returning for Four Finger Discount Live. We're going to be doing a live podcast. Bodes is returning to do a live Simpsons performance, Simpsons sing-alongs, and we've got the trivia night. Tickets are available on MoshTix, or if you can't go to moshtix.com.au, you can go to our Facebook page, and it is pinned to the top of the page. Mm-hmm. Hoping to see We'd you love all to there. see some interstate fans if it's at all possible to... Oh, I mean, it makes it... A, trip, but it does fun. make it an expensive trivia night, but if you're coming down to Victoria... At the end of May, for any reason, please swing by. Yeah, love to love to meet the listeners. It's fantastic. Yeah, love to meet you. Yeah, friends. and don't be shy about coming up. No, no, no. We'd love to hear from uh, all of you. Not that many were last time. No, it was great. You kind of sometimes at these events you get the standoff. You're just like, oh, geez, I don't know if I should bother him. Please bother me. Yes, it's you know, if you guys weren't there, I wouldn't be doing this. But pick your moments though. Oh well, not I mean, when he's eating a pork slider or at the urinal. You, know, uh, you don't like to talk at the, at the urinal. urinal. I, I sometimes engage with people at the urinal. Looking around at the footy, like, fucking shit, quarter. Really? Happened to me last week. Don't talk to me at the urinal at the footy. I didn't say it. They said it to me. Oh, they said it to you. Yeah. But you said you like to engage people. Oh, I'll, I mean, I will engage back is what I meant. Yeah. Right, okay. I won't start the conversation, but if a guy talks to me, I'm, and you know what the, the weird thing I was? Just it was turn Geelong. and uh, turn out of shock <laughs> and piss on them. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. It was Geelong versus Giants at home. Yep. Um, and the guy goes, oh, fucking shit, quarter, wasn't it? Next to me at the urinal. You know what would have been great? If you just gave a sly look over at him and went, hmm, I'm tipping you're not a Giants fan. <laughs> <laughs> and then just strut out of there. It reminds me once it happened in the wrestling. There was like a secret camera and this guy called Val Venus was at the urinal next to the picture. Val Venus. Val Venus. Val Venus is at the urinal. Yes. I can see your Venus. <laughs> and he turns over and goes, huh, they call you the big show. <laughs> Quality. Anyway, so... I've derailed your story, which uh, was already derailing our story. What was story. my story? Oh, yeah. And the guy was decked out in Collingwood gear. It was the most bizarre thing. Oh, yeah. I don't like it when people wear non-team... Like, the teams that aren't playing should not show up. Like, go to the games by all means, but don't deck yourself out in that team's colours. Yeah. It was just bizarre. Was it Nathan Buckley? Does he have... Um, is he doing some scouting? his face. I just engaged. Like, I feel like when you're standing next to a guy at the urinal, you never mm. turn your head. No, that's fair. Besides, if it was Nathan Buckley, he'd be peeing into Eddie Maguire's mouth, not a toilet. <laughs> There's the Australian reference that then no one else will understand. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get into the review? Yeah, let's. The original air date was December 21st, 1997. You know what? Oh, I like that. Alternate titles. Oh, shit. Yes. Sorry. Alternate titles. All right. From this day forward, your names will be... Alternate titles. Get into it. All right. New names. Uh, new names for the episode. Bart's shame 
his Notre Dame. That's pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Speaking of Notre Dame, just how a terrible was that? Fraction early. I mean, it looked terrible, but at least in the scheme of things, can be rebuilt and and thank God they saved a lot of it. Yeah. Do you know? Apparently, they've already raised six hundred million euros. Fuck me. To, Imagine if people wanted to bind together for a fucking actual decent cause to save world hunger or something. Yeah. Jesus. Anyway. It's, yeah. I mean, look, forgetting the religious thing with Notre, like, or Notre Dame or the many other ways that, the, that it can be pronounced. Uh, I like Notre Dame because that's how Martin Sheen pronounces it in the West Wing. But I we, know that that's not the French way of saying it. But we used to say Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. So I've always yeah. said Notre Dame. Notre Dame is closer to the actual pronunciation. Okay. But at any point... Uh, like it's just a symbol. It's not so much a symbol of religion to me. It's a symbol of France. It's a symbol of of Paris. It's just one of those things of Built the Opera House burning down. Well, yeah, exactly. It's it's, but not nowhere near as much of a religious sort of. Nowhere near like, as much just, history it, because it we don't have, country. We don't have eight hundred year old we, relics yes. in the Opera House. Yeah, like it's a country only like two hundred years old. It's just yeah. European and world history in general. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, I am getting in touch with Flight Center to see if I can get five percent off my. European trip now because, oh, because you're gonna go. See I was it, yeah. well. I would have. I would have. Now I can't. That's but it act of, it's not an act of God, is it? Because who started the fire? Wasn't it just? Like uh, the, I imagine it'll take a couple of days for that to come out. They won't be alive in three weeks' time. Started in a roof though, so okay. Could have just been a thing. Sometimes you know fires happen. Yeah. Anyway, new names. What else? Jasper Bruce, Saint Nicholas Fire. Mm-hmm. I like it. That's uh, that's pretty goddamn great, if you ask me. Bryce Strawbuck, I'll take irony for a thousand, Alex. Jeopardy reference. Leith Jones with the throwback to the opening uh, episode, Simpsons Presence Roasting on an Open Fire. That's really good. I think that's my favourite so far. It's pretty good. What do you think of the <laughs> Chris actual... Chris L submitted one that I can sing. Okay. Um, I Speaking feel... of singing, last week. Purple Drapes. Did you go back and listen to it? Not yet. I put the music underneath it. Oh, good. <laughs> Did you auto-tune? Uh, no. Ah, oh, damn. It's just... In a purple dreams of bam. <laughs> uh, I'll get in touch with the EMI records after we record. <laughs> Chris Earl, so he submitted a, a singing one. Barrett burned down the Christmas tree. It's a sad holiday. Oh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to work out what you're singing. <laughs> yeah, to be sung by Mitch in the style of rocking around the Christmas tree, which has more syllables. So it was difficult for me to actually put that in. I'm not Weird Al Yankovic. Is- I know, it's jing- that's not Jingle Bell Rock, is that? That's different. Tr- different jingle song. Bell, Jingle Bell. What does that remind you of? Rock. Uh, Kevin McAllister in the pool. Yeah, I was going to say Home Alone. Yeah. Get out of here, you little pervert. Yeah. I'm going to slap you, silly. <laughs> Beck Lehman, Lie Hard. That's not bad. Yeah. Because Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Hoare, this is a pretty good one visually. Christmas is capital F, open brackets, I R E, space, T R. Close brackets, U-C-K-E-D. I'm so lost. Christmas is fire trucked. Ah, I see. It's, that, that works. It's almost you. like a mad folding. Yes. <laughs> Give us a couple more. Uh, Simone Haig, liar, liar, Christmas tree on fire. Mm, that works. Um, I do think Simpsons although, posting hang on, on fire. Simone then replied to her own comment saying, dang, beat me to it. So presumably somebody else... Has also said, liar, liar, Christmas trees on fire. Maybe they deleted that. it out of respect. So, mm. look, I'll let you have that one. The Ghost of Christmas Presents? Yeah, that works. Uh, Jake Taylor was the other person that got in with that okay. same line. And what was yours going to be? You said someone stole it. Uh, I was going to say 
Trees on Fire, Bart's a Liar. Okay. It was just a little throwback to old school Batman references. Okay. We don't need no Christmas. Let the motherfucker burn from David Nayer. Go on all rage against the... What no, is that's, that? That's Bloodhound Gang. We don't... Ah. Uh, we don't need... It's that the roof is on fire. Was that Bloodhound Gang? The roof is on fire? Well, they did do a version of it. Oh, okay. Um, we don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. Burn, motherfucker, burn. Uh, Rockmaster Scott and the Dynamic 3. The roof is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but Bloodhound Gang did do a mix. And Chelsea Searle can round it out with 12 glasses of water as opposed to 12 days of Christmas. That was going to sort of be one. I put it down on paper and went, eh, mm. I'm not happy with it. Joel Pragnall, <laughs> Wreck the Halls. That's pretty good. Yeah, Wreck that's pretty the good. Halls. And uh, Patrick Jennings, It's a Wonderful Lie. Who wins it? Simpsons Presence Race. I like St. Nicholas Fire, to yeah, be honest. Okay. Just because you don't get a St. Elmo's Fire reference very often. Yeah. Simpsons, Simpsons Presence Race Open Fire kind of gives a story away. A little bit. But but it happens in the first I don't act, really so it's not like it's for ruining. alternate titles I don't care about giving the story away. No, no, and and it's it's not like it matters. It's also not like who wins matters because we don't have a prize. So <laughs> we'll move on and start the review. <laughs> Alrighty, so the original air date, as I said, was December twenty first. And I like the fact that it aired nearly on Christmas time. I like it with the Halloween ones as well when they mm. air. I don't think they do that anymore. They actually air around about Christmas time. I I don't know. I mean I know that I know this, this not living in America. I don't know what the schedule is. Well, the seasons start in September now, late September. So they're never the and the Trails of Horrors are always near the start of the season. So they never yeah. air Halloween anymore. But anyway, uh, and the chopboard gag was Rudolph's red nose is not alcohol related. Have you ever met anyone who has that bright red nose from alcohol? No, I used to work with a guy at Ford, and it was just constantly red, constantly right. pink, and he was just scattered. That guy, like he was just a uh, red was bears. Gone. Was he just drinking it wrong? <laughs> No, no, he was just... Um, red Bears, for uh, people that may not have ever had access to Red Bears, are uh, a... It's kind of the teenage drink of choice that when I was growing up. Is it an it was Australian a, thing? I don't know. But it was a ridiculously cheap vodka and raspberry. From Rue 99, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, from from respected bottle shops. It was an actual brand. Yeah. <laughs> and just pour it out of a tap. Yeah. And the couch gag was that somebody shakes up a snow globe, which contains the Simpsons all sitting on the couch and... Yes, theme related. Yep. Now, last week, I don't think we actually talked about the cho- uh, catch gag, because I'm pretty sure last week was the one where Matt Granny's hand goes onto the screen and spins it. Oh, and spins it like a one of those paint palette Yeah, I things. don't think we mentioned that. I, that's always, for me, been one of my favourites. Hmm. I know, I just, I've always just liked the look of it. I, I, I'm assuming it's Matt Granny's hand. It'd be a cool t-shirt. Like back in the tie-dye craze, yeah, that would have been a really been. good t-shirt. Do you know who could rock tie-dye? It's Matt Granny. Have you seen him wearing tie-dye? I haven't, no. He, he rocks I don't it. think I've ever seen Matt Granny in the wilderness. Like even photos of, like outside of a I know what or something. I know what he looks like, but I've only seen promotional photos. Talk I've never just seen a photo of him. Just him hanging out. Yeah, mm. I guess that's true. I've seen a couple of him in backstage at the stu- like in the studios and stuff. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so how does the episode kick off, Mitch? Kicks off with the Simpsons family driving in the car, well, as it turns out, to go buy Christmas presents because Homer has left it to the last minute. Yeah, quite I, literally to the last night. I'm notorious for doing this. I, I know what I'm notorious for. I buy presents and it gets to Christmas Eve and I go, oh, I should buy a few more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm one of those people. I do that as well because you think I'll organise myself and then Christmas Eve comes around and you're like, oh, I've got a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Got a bit more money than yeah. than I otherwise would have. And then that person that you buy presents for doesn't buy you extra presents and you go, oh, you cheap motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, bastards. <laughs> <laughs> what did Ash get you for Christmas last year? Oh, shit, I don't remember. I don't, didn't the girls get us golf balls one year? Uh, yeah, they got us four finger discount branded stamped golf right? balls from Vice Golf. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that they, I've still got. I've used one. 
Oh, I kept one sleeve and I used okay. the others. Yep. Um, one golf trip to a very water-filled course. <laughs> <laughs> Saw the end of those and I think I put two on the Port Arlington Highway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, when Homer, or when Mo throws out, it's raining men, hits, swims in the head, a list yep. drives past, hits him in the head. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what, yeah, so they're driving to get some presents because they've left it to the last yep. minute. Car's um, not working. They, they plant the seed of the car's shit at the start. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even connect that until until re-looking at it now. Mm. It, like the heater not working properly and snow just coming out inside the car. Yeah. Which is an animation that just dragged for a little bit longer than... Like it was just like yeah. this weird moment of silence at the yeah, end of that. Sort Small. of contemplating what just happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when Homer does pull up at the try and save this is, though. This was my favourite moment. Pulling up it's into the... terrible, terrible yeah, thing to do. Pulling up at the handicap park and just... <laughs> It's the limp that he puts on. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really cool moment of silent comedy, which you don't get often in The Simpsons. It's normally so rapid fire and there's so much dialogue that just just get a quiet visual was a nice change. It's just, And the look on his face of, Marge, don't say nothing. Just hurry up and get inside the yeah. store. The fact that he's not only pulled up in one, but he's parked over two, two. or three. Yeah. yeah. Really. It's really funny. So, the shop is absolutely packed out. As it always is on Christmas Eve. Have you actually gone into the city in Geelong when it's Christmas Eve and it's like 11 o'clock uh, at night? No, I haven't. So, I, I have f- done... I feel, I feel like because of online shopping, it's not as bad now. I don't think it is as bad now either. I went into JB Hi-Fi last year expecting it to be pandemonium and there was like three three customers and 12 staff members all standing around just going, well, this is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> But I yeah, I remember as a kid though, mum would take us to go do the Christmas shopping in Market Square in town here and it was just chaos. Mm. Like the, the elevators were just squishy in and everything. But yeah, I think online shopping's just killed retail to an extent. Oh, it hasn't killed it. Not killed it. it, but it's killing it. It's slowing it down. Yeah. A lot of retail has moved to online. Let's not paint doom and gloom. I don't want listeners at doom home. Doom and gloom. Listeners at home that work in a retail store necking themselves tomorrow because <laughs> they think their future's dead. Next, uh, the next box is Dana makes a rational comment. <laughs> <laughs> Let uh, me just get on my computer and look up yeah. <laughs> retail performance. <laughs> so uh, Homer then plays a trick, speaking into the speaker, saying that mm. Register Nine is it's open. Genuinely clever. Would never work, but no, it's clever. But it's a good scheme. Yes, and the only thing is. Hoping that they're buying what he wants. True. But eventually you come across something. The good thing is, though, at least he does put the money in the register. Because he could have just taken yeah, it. Yeah, he doesn't steal it, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, Simpsons family stealing from the try and save. You don't want to go back there again. Can you imagine the uproar if, like, just say, for example, you did this at JB Hi-Fi? It'd be pretty great. I'd, I'd love to give it a try. I I got asked, actually, if I worked at JB Hi-Fi three times the other day while I was waiting for some help. Must look like somebody. I don't know. I was just wearing this. Like, I was actually... And JB Hi-Fi uh, actually, staff casual. are pretty casual. Um, well, your, is it your cousin that runs the store? I manager of department managers does something. Something high Cousin, right? Yeah. But in any case... Sweet, sweet staff discount? I um, <laughs> Two people, I was like, nah, look, sorry, mate. I, I don't. I work for a bank. And this is my logo here. Yeah. Um, but no, I can't help you. Uh, but then one person came and they asked a question that I actually... Knew where, the, where were you when this happened? I was standing near the IMAX. I think I was buying an iPad for a the IMAX? for a raffle. Were you in Melbourne? No, it was near the Apple laptops. Oh, I think about like the IMAX theatre. Oh no, <laughs> IMAX. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I uh, yeah, like I was just standing there near standing near there while someone was chasing down an iPad for me, and yeah, two people came up. You look like a Telstra store. Two older gentlemen came up. Like, no, nah, mate, sorry, I don't work here. One younger lass. 
who conveniently did actually answer, uh, ask me a question that I knew about. She's like, where are the hard drives? I'm like, did you pretend to be a worker? Uh, no, but I was like, uh, I, I just glossed over it. I was like, they're just on the other side of that wall. I recommend, um, I think WD Elements got a sale on their three terabyte at the moment. Was <laughs> 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 it just like little? Yeah. I was like, yeah. pat yourself on the back. I could work here. <laughs> Uh, so they get home and the family are watching a fire burning on the TV in front of the fire. Mm. Random. But it's ra- it's, it's I think a that's funny a visual, Netflix fire thing. I reckon on Netflix you can look up... You can do this on YouTube. Wood places. We do this quite often when we're wrapping... Wood places? Fireplaces. When we're doing uh, wrapping presents at home. We always... Because Nicola, when she used to wrap presents back in England, we'd always do it in front of the wood fire. Yeah, right. Place. So we put that on just as a little funny little gag. Yeah. Um, Marge has made cookies, uh, trees for Lisa, buddy spearheads for Bart... Did your mum ever make you specific kind of cookies that you always liked and you wouldn't eat them unless they were sort of branded or shaped a certain way? Did my mum ever make me food? Ever. Period. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean, no. Trace, Trace cooked a lot for me and usually overfed me. I don't remember her baking much, though. Mum okay. was more of a cook food, less of a baker. I preferred to be around when the cookies were being made. Mm. Licking the, the beaters and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the best part. I think she made cookies with me, but it was always at my behest. I remember once as a treat, mum was like, we're making cookies and she goes, do you want to just take this? And like, we didn't even put the batter into the oven. She just let me take the batter and eat it. Oh, it was amazing. Jesus. It was so good. No wonder you tell me that you were a fat kid. I was a fatty, fat, fat. <laughs> Comes uh, back to you later and it's just like that scene from Seven. You've just <laughs> gorged and got your face down in the bowl. Uh, oh my God, I've killed him. Then, uh, then they make reference to the tree being plastic. I never actually picked up on this. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of like, I don't know, it's almost Breaking Bad style cause and effect seed planting. Yeah, yeah. You never, until you're reviewing it, you don't look for the small mm. details like that. Um, yeah, so that's why it burns down. Obviously, it's plastic. Um, they hear bells. They think it's Santa. Could it be? Could it be? That's a nice moment because kids think like that. Yeah, exactly right. It's that the magic of the night and that thing of like, oh my God, like I could, I could be about to see him. It could actually happen. Yeah. Did, did you ever go to see Santa Claus shows on Christmas Eve or close to Santa Claus oh, Christmas? Like, for example, this would be a guy on um, a Fraser Street in Geelong. He had a, a two-story house. Right. And uh, it was Santa Claus would always come out in the top balcony on Christmas oh, Eve. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking like, Sorry, I know the sorts of things you're talking yeah. about. No, I never went when I was a kid. But when I was older and went Christmas light looking, I have come across those sorts of things. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Christmas lights. I haven't done that for a long time. Do you still do that? Uh, we didn't last year, but we... And it, we try to, and I think it's less about the lights. It's more about uh, for Ash and I. It's just a nice experience. Yeah, to just take an hour and a half or so before the day, and because our Christmas is so well, jam packed with day, families man. and visiting a lot of different people, that it's really nice to just go out and be together and just drive around and chat. Yeah, or even not chat, just to literally just have a quiet moment together. Bye. Come on, kids, let's try the lights. It's craptacular. This is classic Simpsons visual comedy, I reckon. Yeah, it is. Like, this this whole bit felt very season one, season two. Yeah. And almost National Lampoons, mm-hmm. uh, the Santa Claus, all that sort of stuff. I didn't realise the It's craptacular line came from such a late episode. I thought it was from season one. Yeah, did you? 
I didn't think it was from early, but I couldn't really place it until yeah. I'd seen this. I always thought it was from, you know, when Homer plugs in the lights in the first episode? Mm. Never really bad. I always just thought it was from Yeah, that. okay. Yeah, I always get those moments confused. Family are then checking through their presents. Uh, Maggie has got some random... Like a what? tipping cow thing? What does she have? According to Frankiac, it says moo. I know it says moo, yeah. It's some sort of random toy. Yeah. I've, I know those sorts of toys, though, where you like you turn it... Just and shake it. It makes a, it makes sound. a sound. Yeah. I just got one of the balls that do that. Yeah, okay. Makes like a wicker, wicker sound. Um, but then spoils at least is getting a sweater. Not a very. Nice it makes a wicker, wicker sound. It's like it goes. It's really Jesus. weird. It's a beastie ball. Yeah. Uh, hey, that might be the best joke you get this episode, guys. <laughs> Check your watches. That's an absolute high point. <laughs> and then, um, so Bart's spoiling it for Lisa about the sweater, and then, uh, Lisa's saying, "Please don't tell me. Shut up. Don't say anything." Marge, put down that yellow sweater. Specifically, <laughs> yeah. yellow sweater. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Then March says no earlier than 7am She's got all the alarm clocks Hey, I'll, I'll just Come Christmas morning Maybe I'll feel better Until then Lisa Put down that yellow sweater Okay there It works go. Little remix Yes uh, She says before 7am it's not happening Because she wants to celebrate Christmas as a family Which makes sense It would be well, annoying yeah, it's if what you wake up every morning Because I feel like I can't wait Until Elliot's say three or four When mm. old enough to properly enjoy Christmas as a parent, you only get, what, six, seven years of it, maybe, at the most, even if that? Proper no, I Christmas feel like mornings? you get until the early teens. No, maybe. 11, 12, 13. Okay, okay. say eight years or so. Yeah. If, you wake, if I wake up and they're already up opening their presents, I'll be like, oh, you only get one chance a year to, to have these moments, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. I can't tell you how beautiful it is to sleep in on Christmas, though. Like, just from, from again, from... Even when I was older, because I had so many family members to get to, it was like wake up and like fuck. Like, from house to house yeah, to house. like we gotta go. We gotta like when you get the few where you're not actually seeing anyone until the early afternoon, and you don't have kids, and you can just wake up and go, ah, no one in the world is going to call me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a beautiful moment of peace. It's funny, like when you're a kid. The, the certain family members give you good presents and some don't. So you're, like, oh, you're excited yeah. to go to their house. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, do we have to go to grandma's? Auntie Lisa, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Can we knock this over quickly? Because hey. I'm really excited to get around to Scott's house later on. Uh, $10 in a cart? Thanks. Yeah, good. Can I watch the TV? No, of course I can't watch the TV because I'm not fucking allowed to do that. <laughs> this moment here is incredible. We want to spend Christmas like a family. Homer closes the blind on grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Another good bit of Homer silent visual comedy. It's, yeah, there's a lot of visual comedy in this, actually. Bart then drinks 12 glasses of water, which mm-hmm. you proved before was actually true, factually correct. I saw this as a 12 days of Christmas reference. I've noticed it was in the mm-hmm. new name. So th- drinking 12 glasses. Yeah. Uh, Lisa then says, the Indians invented it. Always about the Indians with you, isn't it, Lisa? <laughs> Bart then prays to God that he'll be good. Um, Between now and waking now up. Now and waking up, and he can't even do that. It, it seems kind of random that he gets really angry at the drawers. Yeah, that's true. Like, How do you I, kill I know, a drawer? I know it works for the joke they're going for, but it just yeah. seems weird that he would like get Like something angry. else could have happened. Yeah, yeah. But has the water-based dream.
everything about it was just great. Like go go go. Yeah. P p p. But what I like about it too is that Bart, the longer he goes on, the more he looks like he needs to go to the toilet. Yeah. In the, in the dream. In the dream. Yeah. yeah the animation more, gets more stronger frantic. and stronger. Yeah. Uh, he then wakes up at five oh four. Do you ever wake up for the toilet during the night? Oh, I mean, yeah, occasionally. It's not like a habit, but there are times. I'm not saying you set the alarm for it, but like, how often do you think per week? How many times per week? How many nights per week do you? How many nights per week would I wake up with an unscheduled toilet stop? Yeah, I know you did it once because you pissed all over the bin or something, didn't you? I don't know if I told that on the podcast. I know that might have been for our own private. I was on the podcast. (laughs) It was like rain outside. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, that was a bad moment. And didn't you use a shitload of toilet paper to clean it up? Yeah, well, I had to. I had to (laughs) use something. I wasn't going to leave it there. I'm not an animal. I think. Look, if I said once a week, that would probably be... That actually even feels like too much. Maybe okay. once a fortnight. I feel like... See, I wake up now because Elliot wakes us up. Mm. So, but the first thing my body does when I wake up is you have to go to the toilet. Oh, yeah. I think that's, maybe that's diff- why I do it more often There's now. a difference between waking up and going and waking up because you need to go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I have had moments where, particularly for number twos, where you might wake up and go, oh, I kind of need to go to the toilet. You try and hold I'm off. I'm pretty sure can't. I'll be okay. And then you sort of drift off back to sleep. And then the next time you wake up, it's like <laughs> panic stations. You're <laughs> like, oh, God. Yes. But then I've gone <laughs> beyond, like, it, it, it's, it's less... Pro-dogging. It's like, it's like the difference between you're going to war. You're either going to be the side that launches the first strike or you're going to be the side that has to defend. And when you have that second sleep, you wake up in defense mode. <laughs> Troops have advanced and you have to protect your borders. Why is it that you your brain says it sends a signal saying, all right, you have to go to the toilet. Right, number two is whatever, number two is. You start walking towards the toilet. The closer you get to the toilet, the more your brain's going, you need to go now. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it's that. I think it's a subconscious relief of knowing that you're nearly there. And then you have to get, and you're in a public toilet, you have to get the toilet paper and put it on the seat. And yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. hurry yeah. up, hurry yeah. up, hurry up. I, the, the moment where, I used to have one of those belts that like clicked in and oh, then you had yeah. to pull it to really, like, you know, it was like a release mechanism. And one day in a, I need to get here pretty quickly <laughs> kind of moment, that belt broke. Oh. So, I, it was one of those moments and I'm sure everyone will have had this happen where you go from subconsciously, you're like, I'm there, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> To suddenly, shit, shit, stop, stop, hold, stop. hold, <laughs> clench. As I had to race back to work. Fortunately, the toilet was not far away from where I was working. I had to race back, get some scissors and cut my belt. <laughs> it's the only way I could get out of there. Cut myself out. Yeah. Nearly <laughs> called the fire brigade. <laughs> the jaws of life. <laughs> Alrighty, so Bart starts going through the presents. I've only ever done this once. Got up early and started going through my presents. Mm. Can you recall doing it? No, I don't remember ever doing it. I I kind of had enough respect and was never very good at waking up in the morning. I have a vivid memory. So I remember I walked in and there was this photo frame against the wall. It had a blanket over it. I was like, oh, looks like I'm getting a poster of some kind. That wasn't there last night. Yeah. I sort of remember I peeped down. So the the blanket, so I put it over a bit. I peeped down. (laughs) It's your dad hiding underneath (laughs) it, just punches you in the face. (laughs) And all I could see was this like, like black and green. And like ten year old me is just Power like Ranger? ten year old ten year old me was like, why would they give me a poser of Monster Energy Drink? I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's oh, okay. And I, I, I remember I was so confused. I remember I put the blanket back up there and went back and laid in bed. And I was like, 
This can't right. be the worst Christmas ever. I was, I was like, all right, just pretend like you like it. Don't don't make them feel bad. That's really why are they get me that. Oh, so dis- I was like, so disappointing. But oh, don't let them know that you're disappointed. And I got there, I took it off, and it was a poster of Degeneration X from the WWF. Oh, yeah. so I was like, this is the greatest poster of all time. Yeah. Was, and it, was, it made the present even better because I was expecting it to be shit. Yeah, I was like, uh, oh my god, it's DX because I loved DX when I was a kid. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know why I thought it was Monster Energy Drink. It's just my brain thought that. And I laid in bed for like half an hour thinking, I really don't like Christmas anymore. Poor stupid Dendo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you reckon you never woke up and s- you never snuck out? And Not that I can remember. Okay. I, like Did I you ever catch your presents, no, presents, your parents' wrapping presents? Or no, look, there's an element. Maybe it's because I was an only kid for a long time when I grew up that I, it's not like I had to beat anyone else to it. Yeah, Christmas was going to come. Yeah. Like, you know, of course I was going to get fucking spoiled. Yeah. So they had nothing else to spend their money on yeah. except rent and bills. <laughs> like it was just Christmas was all about me, so I didn't want it. Like yeah, and, and life's still about you. Let's be honest, and, and mostly. And I was just as a kid, I, I as a, I just like sleeping in. And then when I did have brothers and brothers and sisters, because by that point I was six, seven, eight, I actually got enjoyment out of watching them open their shit too. So yeah, like it, I was. Even from a young kid, I was looking down at my brothers and sisters in a kind of guardian-style way. I wanted to see them have fun. Hmm. Best part about Christmas for me is watching people open up the presents that you get for them. Hmm. I know it's good for me because you like the shit for my work, so I can get you heaps of shit. Yes. <laughs> but I enjoy watching It's good to make me feel guilty as well because I'm like, oh my God, no, no, but so many know, things. No, no, no. Uh, now, Bart's going through the presents and he finds the one from, I guess the money from Aunt Salma. Yes, the, and, yep. Yeah, and then he finds one from Santa. This is so true. The present from Santa was always the good one. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, you're like you, you always look for the one from Santa because you knew that was the good one. But I think my parents later on would then write Mum and Dad and Santa because they just want to, you know, trying we, to piggyback yeah, off Santa's hard yeah, work. Yeah. Cheapskates. <laughs> yeah. This is this is a trampoline. This wasn't just from Santa. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's it, like when you get this brick was laid by the honourable such and such. Like no, it fucking wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh so he starts opening up very carefully and then realizes what it is and gets really excited. And that's what you do. You just, holy shit, you open. Have you seen the Nintendo 64 kid on YouTube? No. Look it up. It's opening. Speaking of opening presents, it's a kid in, I think it's like 1998 or something, opening up a Nintendo 64. And you've never seen a kid so ecstatic in your life. It is so amazing. You have okay. to watch it. All right. Anyone out there who hasn't watched it, Google Nintendo 64 Christmas. Is your Skylander video still up on YouTube? Yes. That's amazing. That What's video. that clip called again? Tom's World Sky Tom's World Skylander. Tom's World Skylander listeners, do yourself a favor. It's one of the best things of all time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. The editing is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So this this is a boy that's the son of one of Dando's friends. A- a- ex coworker from uh, ex Ford. Coworker. Sweet, sweet, sweet kid. Uh doing an unboxing of a Skylander that goes horribly pear shaped. And worse and worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so good. You actually can't you can't script it. I get so much joy from that video. I just I wanna give him a hug every time I see it. <laughs> I love the part when, at the end, when he snaps the horn off. Yeah. He goes, I think it's broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get it open. Pulls it apart. Snaps it. Oh, dear. It's so- My favorite bit is when his background falls down. And it's just a look over his shoulder. <laughs> like someone <laughs> snuck up on him. Yes. <laughs> That's the background. It's just a box next to him sort of falls a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's good. I'm going to watch it after we record this. It's amazing. We forgot about that video. Jesus, man. All right. So, shit goes down for Bart here. He, he burns the shit, burns everything yeah. down. We all know what happens. The fire truck. Uh, so, Marge and overhears the noise. This is great. Homer, 
Hold on, I think I heard a noise. Knock it off. Bart then drags the tree outside to hide the evidence. Um, the family then find the tree missing. Mm-hmm. Homer's line here, where's Christmas? Oh, it yeah. feels so bad for The me. whimpering, yeah. Oh, and this is what I mean where it's understandable why Bart would want would to come clean. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, oh shit, I've actually, I haven't just ruined my Christmas, I've ruined everybody's Christmas. Yeah. Because I and I, And there's no... Not deliberately either. And I, I think mean. one of, like, I think a fairly forgivable... And, un- and understandable reason that people lie in general is when they've broken something that they don't know how to fix. It's like, I just, I don't have the answer. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do. So and I'm just going to do whatever I can to get myself out of this scenario. Well, they usually lie until they can think of what they can do to try and fix it. Yeah. yeah. Try and cover it up. We come back and Bart is describing the thief to the cops. Now, um, what did this uh, Christmas thief look like? Well, he had a glass eye. A wooden leg, um, big scar on his cheek. Anything unusual? Hooks for hands. Um, oh, uh, he was wearing a striped convict shirt, and he was carrying a big sack with a dollar sign on it. Classic burglar. Ah, cheer up. We'll catch this guy. Uh, chief, uh... What? You can't rule it out. I like how he goes through all those things. Anything unusual? Hooks for hands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it um, it actually reminds me of... You ever say wrongfully accused with Leslie Nielsen? No, I haven't. It's, a, it's an okay movie. There's a very funny moment where he is in a store. There's a wanted poster that has his face on it. Sorry, something's just peeling off behind me. <laughs> Doing a Tom impression. Yeah, Tom. Tom's possessed the room. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he's in the store. He, there's a wanted poster of him. There's a cop in the store. So he very quickly grabs a texture and draws like a funny hat and a big nose and that sort of shit and, and like a, a beard on the photo. And then he leaves the store. The cop looks, looks over his shoulder at him. It's like, freeze, Harrison. Leslie Nielsen stops, puts his hands up. The cop goes straight past him and then drags this guy in who's wearing this goofy little hat, has a big beard. Um, and that, They steal that in the Simpsons movie. Oh, yes. Yeah, the, You're that, right. That, yeah, that, that exact same joke. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, because that's one of my favourite moments in the Simpsons movie, is that. I didn't realise yeah. it was already used in something. Yeah. In the early 2000s. It's probably not the first time it had ever been used, to be no, honest, probably that not. joke. But God, it's funny when, that, when they people use that. It's great. Yeah. So, Bart then tries to comfort the family by saying, you know, aren't we forgetting the real meaning of Christmas? The birth of Santa. Birth of Santa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lisa then suggests that they go cheer up the old folks to make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. They think, all right, let's do that. They walk past the Flanders house, and they're just having a great Christmas. And yep. you can understand the family... Like, they're embarrassed because they feel... But they shouldn't oh, be. Jealous. I'm not, I don't know that embarrassed is the word. I think it's more that thing of we're having a crummy time. And when you're having a bad time, you hate other people having a good time. But they wanted other people to not know they weren't having a good time. Yeah, it's a weird... It's a weird complex emotion. Yeah. I think. Where it's like, well, you don't want to draw attention to it, but you also don't want to draw attention to it internally. And the more you see other people being happy, the more that that does exactly yeah. that. The Hibbets are then um, driving around on their snowmobiles. Nothing could be as fun as that looks. <laughs> it's a really funny... It's very rare that Lisa is that morbid and that yeah. bleak. Um, Millhouse then has a Tickle Me Krusty uh, take on the Tickle Me Elmos, which were yep. all the crazy when we were, what, 10? Uh, 90s? Yeah, tickle me Elmos were somewhere around Furbies that. and Tickle Me Elmos. The snowball... There's two gags here. The snowball hitting Millhouse is funny. Yeah. And Marge saying, Homer! Yeah, the fact that he oh threw my God, it so really good. good. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it was Homer. From there, they get to the old folks' home. 
who they're all dancing up and about, dancing, busting out, Why some, though? busting out some funk because the pharmaceutical man came by and he shot us full of Christmas cheer. Yes, I wonder what he actually gave them. Or Vicodin, maybe. What's the stuff they give you? What's the happy gas? What's that actually called? Uh, Novocaine. Novocaine. Okay. Nicola's on a lot of that when we give him birth to Elliot. Oh, really? <laughs> or what, they put see, when Nicola had to get an operation just on the inner part of her leg just before Elliot mm-hmm. before she went into labour, but then actually put her to sleep. But they reckon that she um they gave her this, like, this happy gas and she was awake the whole time. They reckon she was just talking to him the whole time, saying, "I just love you guys so much." Like she was just with the fairies. I could so imagine her doing that. Yeah. Too. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, just take your time. Take your time. It's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, so then they go to, oh, uh, at Moe's, it's Homer. Yeah, Homer and Moe's. sorrows away. I think the rat is wearing antlers. I like that Moe's is open on Christmas. Christmas Day, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I suppose what else is Moe going to be doing? Yeah, and he knows that he'll get business from Barney. He wants to spend Christmas. Him and Barney have a weird relationship. Weird they do, yeah. They, they, it's, it's a nice relationship, though, because they've both got nobody, but they've got each other at least. Mm. And they both need each other. You know, an interesting thing here that Mo uh, blames this on the breakdown of society, but as you mentioned, that this is actually an episode that shows the Springfield Society in a positive light mm. by coming together for the Simpsons. And Mo is one of the leaders of that moment. Mm. Anyway, so the rat has antlers, which I did appreciate. Yeah. Mo's gone to that trouble. Homer is absolutely wasted. They see the report on television. I love that Marge lies. Oh, that's my girl. I love you, Marjorie. Yeah. <laughs> Do you notice uh, Kent Brockman and his doom fist hand here, yeah. by the way? Like Dr. Doom fucking metal glove yeah, that I he know. appears to be wearing. I, don't know. It's just, I guess it's really it's cold out. Really outside. strange colour. Like, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yes, like I said, Marge has to uh, lie where Homer actually is. Yeah. Uh, I love Brockman putting words in her mouth. Yes. How do you think I felt? Absolutely devastated. Absolutely devastated. The words of a heartbroken mother. <laughs> He's a really good, like, Australian reference, Today Tonight reporter. Yeah, or like when Ray Martin would do his little Aussie battler type affair. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little Aussie battler. <laughs> Old Jim's milk bar used to be quite busy in the, in the late 80s. <laughs> Homer arrives. But ever home. since Fortnite came out, yeah. <laughs> no one's coming to buy his lollies anymore. <laughs> That's the emphasis, too. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Homer then arrives at home and for some reason I like the fact that he cracked it with the doormat <laughs> the season greetings just yep. a little, he's just like he hates life at the moment he yeah. just hates everything about Christmas um, and Marsh says it's a Christmas miracle all the townspeople have chipped in Mo got there very quickly Homer came from Mo's yeah but he was sort of moping with his head down so yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he might not have taken a quick path it's just weird that I suppose actually no, Mo rocked up later maybe mm. sort of walked in with his Jar. Yeah, did he? Yeah. Or well also presumably Mo would have been able to drive. Yeah, and true. Homer might not have been in a state too. Um and there we go, pointing out a mistake in the episode. Is that one of the drinking game uh, things? That's not so a much a mistake. mistake. That's no, just a question. Yeah. Classic Mr. Burns, anyone got changed for a button? Yeah. I don't think I liked Homer yelling at Lisa to stop the piano. I like that. I get the gag in the sense that you think it's just mm. background music, but even though you see her start to play the piano. Oh, it's more that like it's the one time that the music absolutely fits and it's the play on It's a Wonderful Life and yeah. that sort of thing. And then he just cuts down all the cheer in yeah. the middle of accepting all the cheer. I think it's the, sorry, daddy. It was really, it's, she said it really weird. Well, again, I think that's just trying to kind of go off that wholesome yeah. daughter vibe of a lot of old school Christmas old movies. Movie, yeah. Flanders then gives the top of his Christmas tree. Did you hear he says, thanks, Ted? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
It's actually credited as Thanks Ted on Frinkiac as well. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Bizarre. What? what? Like, it's weird. <laughs> uh, I, I guess because they're just trying to say that Homer's not a very good friend. He doesn't know his name. Yeah. But it's just, it's the kind of gay that doesn't work in season nine. This next bit was very close to my favorite of the episode, by the of way. The Orphans. The Orphans. It's just, like, this is uh, Patches and Violet. Uh, I don't like where this is going. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny. <laughs> it's not very nice, but it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've all, not we've all, but you do think it from time to time when someone's approaching you like, I don't really want to talk to this person, but I'm going to have to. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of times where that might have been a guilt thing. I'll tell you what, I had a moment today. I was eating lunch. There was two bucks on the seat next to me. It was on like a concrete bench and there was two bucks there. And I looked at it. I was like, there's a homeless guy around the corner who I've given money and gifts and what. Like I've given a bunch of things oh. him. Given her, so no, yeah. I've given a bunch of things to in the past. And I looked and I went, probably should give that two bucks to the homeless person. But I do want to buy a coffee. <laughs> and I've only got one dollar in my pocket. And Why do you give him a sip of your coffee? Everybody wins. Get his homeless lips on my coffee? <laughs> give him the end of it. The backwash. <laughs> but like that was a moment where I was like, oh, am I doing the right thing here? But if you've done the but right anywhere thing in the else, past, if I found two bucks... In an oval or something like that. I mean, like, fucking two bucks. You're allowed to be selfish from time to time. Yeah, I know. But when it's like, when you know that there's someone who needs it more and they're invisible ice, or the guy trying to sell the big issue is on the other side of it. The guy selling the magazines, yeah. Like, that's a moment where, like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I feel right doing this. Coffee was delicious, though. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's actually, there's a guy who sells the big issue in Geelong and he's deaf. So, I can actually oh. talk to him in sign language. Oh, it's that's cool. actually really... It brightens my day when I see him there because I make the effort to go talk to him because yep. I think it, I can tell it brightens his day that someone's actually making an effort. Yep. When I, whenever I see that, I make the effort because I always feel like well, I've done my, my good thing, my good deed for the week. Yeah. You know I, mean? I really I, enjoy the big issue, guys. Yeah. All of them. They they put in a lot of effort yeah. to sell those magazines. Yeah. And no one's buying them. No. I've bought one before because Bill Murray was on the cover okay. and that was enough for yeah. me to hook, hook me in. But... Yeah, for the most part. I've never seen anyone else actually stop and buy one. I usually but just put they're $5, out there. $5 in their pocket. This is for you. Keep up the good work. <laughs> I, I, I don't even want the magazine. Just here's, here's five bucks. Keep, yeah. keep going. Yeah. Mark, this is Patches. And what was your name? Poor Violet. Oh, I don't like where this is going. Your story made everyone at the orphanage so sad. We want you to have this dollar we were saving. Please, I don't deserve this. And you can understand why Bart would feel guilty here. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Taking a tattered dollar from actual orphans. I'd kiss you if a doctor says I'm sick. It's like, oh, Yeah, that's, there's a line to sink yeah. it even further. Um, and then later, it gave him our vitamin money. Yeah, over uh, $15,000 has been raised, which is mm-hmm. what, about 22, 23 Australians? A lot of money. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. What I did like about it too, though, is that they didn't just say go replace things that you already had. Go have some fun. Yeah. That's a cool aspect. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like so, uh, you, you most. Um, yeah, it's charity. We've given it to you. Just go do whatever you want. Most kickstarters and stuff, it's to raise money to replace things or whatever. Mm. But this is just money for you. Yeah, you've had a shit. You've had a tragedy. Go and enjoy yourself. Yeah, I like that aspect. So they go out. And they they buy a new car, and they would have had three thousand dollars left over, but they had a salesman there who decided to pull a grinter. <laughs> I'm call that I've never once done this. I reckon you would have ripped someone off once in your life. You used to work for at the Telstra bloody telemarketers, didn't you? 
Inbound inbound calls. Oh, I wasn't okay, making so up customer calls. service kind of yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. It was it was legitimate customer service and if I saw that I could put you on a better plan, Dando, I would. Really? That was all. <laughs> uh I wasn't very good at that. <laughs> I, I wasn't very successful at the job because I wouldn't flog products to people. I just couldn't do that as a job. just couldn't do but it. But I like that not only does he get the car three grand above list price, he then adds the undercoat in for an extra four ninety. So how do they afford that? Well, I, I guess they must have had some dollars behind. Maybe. But yeah. Anyway, I did like this when they're out driving. So next, they drive past uh, the Plough King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a cool little throwback. Yeah, cool. So is this this is not still Christmas Day. This is the day after, I'm assuming. Um, because they couldn't have gone and done. Must it. have the, been the car. The car shop wouldn't be open on Christmas Day. You wouldn't have thought. No, but I was going to say because Barney, under the influence, driving his plaguing. Yeah, but it was just cool to see that Barney is still. Well, doing and it was it. nighttime when Homer got home. Yeah, that is yeah. true. It's not very often that you know, uh, characters get new jobs and they stick it out. Mm. Was a good pun from Homer. Get out of my way, Snowpoke. Did he say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. After he overtakes, he hits the snow, completely loses control. And I really like this scene of like everyone barking instructions at him, of like one at a time, one at a time. Lisa, Lisa, <laughs> cool. she's the one you would ask first. True, the just the fact the that he had the time to ask at all. Bail out, and we get classic Simpsons gag: car falling into the water and exploding. And explodes. <laughs> oh, I, I knew, knew that would happen. <laughs> yes. Bart is then sitting in the empty space where the tree was. Um, notice that the uh, carpet never burnt. Yeah, there's no melting. Hmm. Or any char marks on the wall. No. Hmm. You might say that's a mistake that we've spotted in the episode. <laughs> now, like I said earlier, I'm going to play the clip as well because I love that just the acting here where it comes clean is incredible. Mark, you're up early. I couldn't sleep. What's wrong? <sighs> there was no burglar. No burglar? What does he mean? What are you about? I accidentally burned up the tree. In the presence. I'm really sorry. You little... Lisa, no! Your hands are too weak! I'm gonna kill you! No, I'm killing him first! You Lisa, your hands are too weak. Great bait pitch. <laughs> Great. So good. <laughs> I remember watching Lisa, this. no! I remember, watching this, too weak. I remember watching this with my parents. Like I said, my mum was really annoyed with the come back and get some parents. But I remember my dad really enjoyed that gag. He thought it was really yeah. funny. Just... It reminds me of Dumb and Dumber with like when Harry and Lloyd are having a fight. Yes. It's like, eh, your yeah. hands are freezing. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, some guy won't tell me it was. The, I think I told you on the podcast. He says it's one of the worst movies he's ever seen. Well, he's a fool. Yeah, blithering idiot. Yeah. He says Dumb and Dumber is one of the least funniest movies he's ever watched. How? See, this when I hear a statement like that, I, I respond in a similar way to what I said to you about Mad Men. It is fine for you to subjectively not like that. Not if that you, I don't like it. I just No, but I mean yeah. but but any in general, any yeah. show. If yeah. you you watch it, it's not your thing, that is fine. But you don't get to walk out and say that is one of the worst things I've ever seen without some because you didn't say that about Mad Men. You no. just went, Yeah, it's not for me. Yeah. Which is fine. But to it was like when Ash said that The Big Lebowski is the worst movie she's ever seen. I was like, no, no, no. You can tell me that you've enjoyed that least. Ash goes movie. to watch Married at First Sight. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can tell me that that's the least you've ever enjoyed a film, but you cannot say that that is the worst movie that you've ever seen because you've seen, seen Kangaroo Jack. I was going to say, you've seen Kangaroo Jack. You've seen Freddy Got Fingered. You've seen <laughs> some really fucking bad, objectively bad movies. Apparently, that new uh, Sherlock Holmes movie with Will Ferrell is atrocious. There's another one. Yes. Have you seen it? 
No, I saw the trailer. I wasn't going to stick around for more than two minutes of that. <laughs> two minutes of Will Ferrell is enough, in my opinion, anyway. No, look, I like Will at his best. That's not his best. It's been a long time since he's at his best. Has been. I think it's like mid-2000s. Mm. Anyway, we've already spoken about yeah, Will yeah. in a recent episode. Uh, so then Brockman's come to do the follow-up. Kent Brockman here for a follow-up with Springfield's favourite hard luck family, The Simpsons. Folks, any words for the Christmas thief, if he's watching? Uh, yes, Kent. Uh, hello, jerk. We may never find you, and we should probably all stop looking. But one thing's for sure, you do exist. Strong words. Strong, bewildering words. Also, we want to thank the whole town for their generosity. Hey, look! It's Little Bart's fire truck! <gasps> Little Lisa's sweater. Little Homer's sausage. What in the name of holy hell is going on here? Oh, it's true. We weren't robbed. That part we made up. But the rest is true. <laughs> Wait. He's just covering for me. I destroyed the presents, then I buried the evidence. And I acted alone. So the family never knew about any of this. Well, the boy told us, but that was after we filed a phony police report. And after he spent all the townspeople's money. So you can see why my husband had to lie to you a moment ago. Little Homer's sausage gets uncovered. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, we should actually, at the next trivia night, one of the food menus should be Little Homer's sausage. Yes. All right, that's 100% locked in for yeah, the next one trivia of the hot dogs is going to be Little Homer Sausage. And if someone wants to come dressed up as a melted Christmas tree, I can almost guarantee you're winning best prize. <laughs> yeah. uh, best, best dress, dress. prize. <laughs> the officers are then watching the TV and we get the moment that I discussed earlier. It's just really not cool. And also, the old... Come as the orphans. What's that? Brother and sister combo as the orphans. Or girlfriend, boyfriend. There's a good dress up. Oh, yeah. No, nah, I think the brother and sister... Brother and sister would be great, but if it was, you know, husband, wife... Oh, yeah. Any, any... I thought you meant the orphans, are they? No, 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 I mean yeah. Yeah. anyone's coming. Yeah. It's going to be hard to top the other uh, waffles, though. It is, but I like that the orphans are just going to be so bleak. <laughs> if you can put, like, a little bit of pale white makeup on your face. Come with a tattered $5 bill. Yeah. Maybe get some skin lesions. And a bad cough. Mm. Have no vitamin money. We'll chase them out of our trivia night. Yeah. <laughs> Come back when you get some answers all right. Uh, so then, did you notice too, it's the old Jewish guy coming out of the yeah. store with the wrong voice. Yeah, I did notice that. There's a couple of weird voice moments. We'll get to another yeah, one shortly. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Brockman then does the rant. In my long career, I've seen some pretty shabby things. But this putrid fraud outstinks them all. And cut. <laughs> I just want to thank you folks so much. This has turned out to be a great, great story for me. Uh, get to the moment where they're then throwing the townspeople just un unseen townspeople throwing fruit at the window. The tomatoes. I yeah. love the pumpkin on a fishing line, so I it know. can be thrown. Uh, pineapple. Oh, pineapple. Sorry, yeah. on a fishing line, so it can be thrown multiple times. Got plenty of pumpkins. Marge is ashamed as she would be, and Homer thinks it'll all blow over, but no, not going to blow over at all. The customers are then. Oh, so they they arrive at Krusty Burger for dinner. Another yeah. small mistake. Flanders says, "There's go. There Christmas goes dinner. Christmas dinner." I was going to point that out. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. A, this why, is, why would it be at Christmas? Why would we have a Christmas dinner at Krusty Burger? Yeah, and B, it's not Christmas Day anymore. No. This is like the Marvel timeline. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um, but the customers all leave because they don't like The Simpsons anymore. And it's understandable. If you found this out, you'd be pretty disgusted with it all. Small mm -hmm. town. Yeah, yeah. One, well, it's like Belle Gibson, in a way. Oh, yes. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, if, uh, I, I don't know. Would that be worldwide news? Possibly. 
You assume so. Basically, someone pretended that she had cancer so she could pretend that she got better from cancer from her fucking natural remedies. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's that's worse. And then... Sorry, she was only in my mind because she... um, is in has been summoned to court to explain why she hasn't paid the four hundred and ten thousand dollar penalty that she was uh, given. So you know, it's about as bad as that. It's a horrible, horrible human being. Yeah, terrible. It's, lying about cancer is about as low as it gets, right? Yes. When it comes to lying, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I don't think there's a disease that causes more pain and suffering. Mm, exactly. On emotional and physical emotional level. and physical, yeah. like it fucks everyone's life and the, the the lives of people around it and all that sort of thing. And to to yeah. Now we get the new uh, the new voice, wrong voice moment. Yeah, so Jimbo, but not Jimbo, yeah. working at the Krusty Burger. And, uh, this scene, the spitting in the burgers, uh, for me, just didn't need it. Like they're spitting in everyone's burger. Yeah. So it's that family everyone hates, whatever. So yeah. like the whatever. joke is... Just like, oh. So the joke is like you think they're spitting in theirs, but it turns out they're just spitting they're in just, everyone's. Eh, I don't know. Miss Hoover then won't teach Lisa. Ralph gets a good line here. Hi, liar. <laughs> yeah, that's not too bad. I feel like Ralph doesn't mean anything by it. It's just no. everyone else is calling her a liar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Homer's co-workers don't believe him. <laughs> Run for your drill. Life. That's really great. <laughs> <laughs> they get gassed out. Marge then reads some of the threatening letters. Sincerely, Mo. Yeah. <laughs> now we've got to write him a letter. <laughs> Homer suggests that they need to find a way to get the money back. And Marge goes, what if? And it cuts to Jeopardy. Yep. This is a cool little uh, reference. Her being on Jeopardy. It is a cool little, little uh, like I said, as a sin- in the synopsis because they make a big deal of it. You're like, do they really in the camp in the? Well, it's that Marge goes on Jeopardy. So okay. you you read that and you're like, well, that's going to be a few minutes of the episode. Why would Marge be the one that goes? But when it's just done as a what if cut to and she's down, she's five grand in the hole. It's a very family guy in the hole. It's a very family guy ass moment. Hmm. Like a little cutaway. For some reason, I don't know why. Alex Trebek being a badass always gets me. And then yeah. she ain't getting a home voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I find it so funny, but it's just, I don't feel like, feel like that would happen anymore. Back in the 90s when board games were the thing, mm. Family Feud still did it. If you were the losing team on Family Feud yeah. last year, you got to take home, got the, the, home family, the home version. <laughs> uh, March gets a good line in the drive back where she says there's no shame in being a pariah. It's mm. just a funny, you know. Marge nice, line. Nice little, well, it's just a nice little wordplay. Yeah. Like that's exactly what they're, is um, then uh, they arrive home and they notice that the mob are there, but they're mm. all suddenly happy. Yeah, March thinks they've all forgiven them, and they have, but for a reason that she doesn't appreciate. But what I did like about it though is that Mo says <laughs> we didn't like being mad at you. Yeah, which is why we've done this. So this yeah. is the way we've, we're resolving the matter. So we're taking back what we feel like we deserve because we don't want to be angry at you anymore because we like mm. you as people. You yeah. made a mistake. We want to. We don't want this hanging over. Yeah, us. Yeah, we want this to smooth over. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be the best way to do it. No, it's some fucking mob justice. And, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like, you know, in The Wire, when... Um, Spoiler alert. Stringer and Avon... Sorry, not Avon. When Stringer and Omar sit down and Omar... Talk it out, yeah. Yeah, and o, Stringer puts Omar onto Bowtie, um, Brother Muzone. That that's almost what it's like. It's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not sad and I'm not sorry. Like... You know, yeah, I put the I put the hit out on you. You guys were fucking up my shit, but the way it went down, that was personal. Like that wasn't right. But it's that thing of like, I'm not sorry about it, this happening. Like the fact that it happened, that's fine. But this is why, and yeah. and I hope that we can now move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the episode wraps up with them. Oh, I do want to point out actually that uh, Flanders taking back his own barbecue. 
Yeah, that was pretty great. Probably. And Homer looking really pissed off yeah. about it. <laughs> I know. Oh, man, so good. Uh, Crushy's gone to the medicine cabinet. But then Marge says that, you know, at least they've got each other. That's the best gift of all. Homer finds the washcloth. Hey, that's my washcloth. The hell it is. Give this madness. It's just a washcloth. Besides, it's mine. Yoink. Hey, she's getting away with the washcloth. Get her off the stairs. This here is a really nice ending. I think I think the the song adds to it, mm. but it's just a nice wholesome Christmas special ending. Yeah, like they appreciate the little things. Yeah, making the best of the situation. That's basically. all they've got. Yeah. yeah. So as a Christmas episode, the the first episode, Simpsons roasting on an open fire is monumental for many reasons. But I think I enjoy this one more. I think it goes like Marge Be Not Proud than this one for me. I still think Marge Be Not Proud is a better episode. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. this this is, this is a, a step under it. But it's still a, it's still a really good Christmas episode. Yeah, it, it is. As I said, it, it took me by surprise, to be honest. Just because from reading it, I was not expecting it to be as good as it ended up being. And after the first 90 seconds, two minutes, I also was like, mm, I don't know how I'm going to go here. But it, it, it hooked me in. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? I learned that plastic Christmas trees go up real fucking quick. <laughs> they really do. I learned that snow covers all. Pure white snow. <laughs> Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! Mailbag time. I'm handing mailbag duties over to Dando this week because he has the laptop in front of him. I do not. And yes. uh, one of the other things that's going wrong with my phone is I can't access the mailbag folder for some reason. So It's, it's been like this for months. The last time you were here, you couldn't do it. No, I know. But normally I normally <laughs> I, laptop, yeah. normally I bring the laptop. Yeah, yeah. I uh, Okay, we'll start off with Guy Bellamy. He says, hi, gents. Greetings from Newcastle, the Australian one. Did you mm-hmm. say Newcastle or Newcastle? I think I say Newcastle, Newcastle. more often than not. Newcastle. I, I feel like with those words, it depends on what's been said in the sentence that build up to it. Yeah. Like, just the way I've... Say pre- castle or castle. Yeah, the way I've predisposed my mouth, it depends on the lead up. He says he loves the podcast and recently became a $5 patient, so thank you, Guy. He says, I was watching one of the practice sessions from the Chinese F1 Grand Prix on the weekend, mm-hmm. and one of the commentators... Weren't was, we all? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no better way to spend the hours of 1am to 2 eight. Oh, actually, Chinese, it, yeah, no, it wouldn't have been that... F1, that's uh, motorbikes, yeah? I know what it is. Sorry. It's uh, go- <laughs> go-karts. No, it, the... Speaking of sport, Tiger Woods. Oh. oh, yes. What a performance. Like we said, terrible husband, but he, for me, was the reason I picked up a golf club. Yeah. No, I was so happy to see him win. And I've been watching that. I've I mean, slowly I've been, watching I've been that following, round. I've been following like him in the recent tournaments. Like mm. He nearly got there last year. Oh, not at the Masters, he didn't. Oh, it was something I was the watching. The British Open, he did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But anyway, in so... In any case... So he was watching the Chinese F1 Grand Prix on the weekend, and one of the commentators was asking if ginormous was a real word or not, mm-hmm. to which the other commentator replied, I don't know why not. It's a perfectly cromulent word. I got a good laugh out of it and had to explain it to my non-Simpsons watching girlfriend, but thought you guys might get a kick out of it as well. Really embiggened my day. I like that there's a crossover between F1 commentary and Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, good on them. I wonder if the other commentator actually got it as well. Would it have been done in that, like, I feel like all F1 commentary from... Around the world, is, I can't remember who the who the commentator actually is, but I feel like they've all got pretty much the same voice. It'd be like, it'd be like, <laughs> um, is it you impersonating somebody? No, uh, it's not impersonating a character. It's me trying to make up a voice because I don't even know who I'm talking about here. But it'd be like, it's a perfectly cromulent word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've never watched F1 in my life, and if that's how they talk, I'm not going to. No, it's like that, you know. 
Dando coming down the chicane. Like they all kind of your face that is amazing every time you say that last word. <laughs> it's your face when you realise your belt's broken and you have to shit. <laughs> no, because I I don't I, I mean I have a really tense jaw to be able to do that voice, and I had I had to clench elsewhere. I couldn't afford to have a tense jaw at the same time. Too many muscles being used. Yeah. Uh, so thanks, guy. I can for only that. ever use three in one go. Thanks, guy, for that email. Uh, so we get another one here from Courtney Nichols. She says, "Hey, Mitch and Dando, my name is Courtney. I'm from Albury in New South Wales, on the border of New South Wales and Victoria. I know where Albury is. Yes, just in case people didn't know. Just wanted to let you know that how thankful I am for the both of you and the show. I've been listening since your Homer's Night Out episode and joined your Patreon around a year ago. So thank you once again. Thank you. I've been listening to the podcast every night before bed and every long drive I've had to make and during the times I've just needed a good laugh for the past few years. I'm now 36 weeks pregnant with a little girl. Congratulations. Where are we? From the show? <laughs> are we that good? We've somehow impregnated her. <laughs> what is it? Immaculate conception via four-finger discount. Yep. I'm assuming... What's a girl's version of Mitch? What do you mean? We can name the child. Ah, oh, uh, Michelle. 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 Would be the Michelle. Just yeah. Michelle. Whilst I've been an emotional mess for most of the pregnancy and have been sentenced to bed rest since 15 weeks, oh, that's no good, I have found escape in every episode. I now watch the episode, listen to the review, then watch the episode again to enjoy the moments that I had missed. You guys have unknowingly helped me through some really rough, rough times and I can't thank you enough for that. Also, when this unborn demon child is kicking my ribs at 2am, she seems to calm almost immediately once I start one of your episodes. Wow. Pretty cool. We'll have to babysit. We're soothing. <laughs> if, you, if you can't get her to sleep, you can just <laughs> put her on the phone to us. <laughs> like the, just some soothing sounds. Uh, so thanks for saving my rib cage, but I fear she may know um, your voice is better than mine. So 35 weeks pregnant. So by the 36. time... 36. By the time this comes out, could very well have a baby yeah. in your hands. So we shall. Uh, good luck for the birth slash I hope the birth went well, depending on... If and well, not if it's going to happen, depending on when it happens. <laughs> if it happens, she claims that she feels that she might uh, might know our voices better than hers. Like that'd be a great medical oddity. Woman pregnant for four and a half years, <laughs> like just waiting. Gives birth to an eight year old, waiting for the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of, my friend had a child. Well, not had a child, but his wife had a child. Guess how much it weighed? Well, I mean that's a open a lot, a lot. Okay. Um, oh well, kilos or pounds. It was 5.9 kilos. Okay. What's that in pounds? I think it was like 13 something. 5.9 kilos. 5.9. Which is Googling it. KG. He's going into his computer to look up a fact. Two pounds. I'm not backing up. Yeah, 13 pounds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a big Huge. boy. Huge. Oh, Huge girl. bitch. Big boy, big girl. Boy, yeah. Woof. Yeah. Uh, but thank you so much for the email, Courtney. I'm glad we were able to help the pregnancy a little bit easier. I know. Yeah. Well, not from personal experience, but I know how hard it was for Nicola. It's on the uh, stressful times. The the positive though of it weighing that much is that you get to keep it because, as we all know, if it's under two pounds, you have to put it back. <laughs> There's the second good joke of the episode. Imagine that. Uh, I'm really sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Catch and release. <laughs> hey, Mitch and Dan. This is from Chris Bradford. Hey, Mitch and Dan. Absolutely love the show. Keep up the good work. I'm curious to know: Are there any songs The Simpsons have ruined for you or made you appreciate more? Mm-hmm. For me, it's Maniac. As all I can now think of is when Willie's singing it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's at the Scotch Toberfest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing a flash dance. Haven't decided if it's made the song better or worse. I think of that as well. I personally don't like the song, Maniac, the actual song. I don't mind it, but it's not the best that I like that with um, Footloose as well. I don't like Footloose. Those 80s dance songs. No, I don't yeah, like no. Never got the fascination with the song. Been working so hard. No, nah, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, I great concept for a movie though. See, my, town that bans dancing. For, for me, see my vest. 
Um, was that ruined? Be my guest? No, but I didn't realize. I didn't see Beauty and the Beast till I was much older. Okay. So I saw See My Vest first, and then I watched the Beauty and the Beast, and I went, "Hey, this is See My Vest." Oh wait, no, this came first. But yeah. yeah. Uh, I find it really hard to listen to raindrops keep falling on my head. I always think of Marge and Homer on the bike. Ah, uh, see, so I always think of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance okay. Kid, which was what they were yeah. lampooning. But I always think of We Have No Bananas whenever oh, I hear. Yeah. Cats in the Cradle. Yep. That's definitely one. Yep. It's, uh, if I was to try and think of one that's been improved, what's uh, I'm trying to think of a song that Homer... When I was 17? No, um, <laughs> Space Cowboy. Oh, yeah. What, uh, what's that a song actually called? Um, I'm a Joker. Joker. The Joker by Steve yeah. Miliband. Yeah, that's one that I think... Oh, same deal. I don't know if it's improved it or not, but like it certainly has changed my opinion of it. Because if I listen to one, I hear the other. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good option. Um, so thank you once again, Chris, for that email. Let's get through a couple more, shall we? Uh, yeah, let's. This one is from Mr. Nathan Rice. And he says, Hi, Mitch and Dando. In a previous edition of your brilliant podcast, a listener asked about The Simpsons Cookbook. While as far as I believe one is not in print, I did come across a YouTube channel called Binging with... Binging. Binging, sorry. With I think Babish. he's left an yes. E out. Yep, yep. Uh, binging with Babbage. No, no it, says, it says binging. I've just re- read it wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the bloke has just dedicated an episode of cooking Simpsons-related foods such as Homer's Patton the Space Age out of this world. Moon waffles, keep up the good work, and whilst I don't seem to chat about Simpsons to my mates these days, your weekly podcast seems to make everything okay. Well, I'm glad to hear It's <laughs> just okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for the email, Nathan. I'm going to have to check out that channel. People have shared that to us on the page as well. I just haven't gotten around mm. to watch it yet. We should make our own cooking channel. I reckon you'd enjoy that. I uh, ready, steady, cook style. I get fifteen like, minutes to make it. Why is it that every week you try to get me to do more work? We should make our own. We should do this. We should do that. It's fun doing things. There's only so many hours of the day. Last email it's from Sheree Boscolo. Hey guys, I'm Sheree from Melbourne, who has been a listener for a little while now. I love the show, and it's on regular repeat whilst I'm out walking or cooking. Mm-hmm. I was listening to the Itchy and Scratchy Land episode the other day and was very disappointed to not hear you guys mention my favourite part of the episode when Homer is smuggling fruit and vegetables through the security point. I'm surprised that we skipped over that. The whole trunk's full of marriage. <laughs> I thought I missed it, so I listened again and even checked to make sure it was right in the right episode and was shocked that it wasn't even mentioned. I'm not sure if this had been brought up before, but I get such a kick out of this part of the episode and was wondering if there was a reason why it wasn't in there because I think it's hilarious and thought it would surely be mentioned. I guess we just must have said... Clearly they, just forgot. Just on their, was it on their way to Itchy and Scratchy Land, right, when that happens? Yeah. Yeah, yeah when they're crossing the gone, border. Must have just gone on the way to Itchy and Scratchy Land and they get there. Yeah. Definitely no deliberate reason that it was left out. No. Other than to get an extra download stat. Yes. Uh, Make a, you listen again. It is a fantastic uh, moment. And also, she says, while I have you, I thought I'd mention a Simpsons in reality moment I have regularly. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm in my way, or whenever I'm on my way, she should say, to meet, pick up somebody, I always send the same photo and laugh every damn time. I'm on my way. Yeah. Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to give you my two cents and hope that one of my favourite scenes can get some recognition. I believe we just did. She says, Sherry Boscolo, smiling politely. I I got a great uh, Simpsons reference at work the other day where we had the air show uh, a couple of months ago in Geelong and uh, one of the, I was emailing someone and customer of ours and they replied, they were at the air show and they'd done some things. Transact, transacted some business and then went, anyway, I'm back to watching Planes Blow Up and sent me the gif of the guy, like the Simpsons pilot, hitting yeah. the launch missile button and blowing <laughs> up the planes to his left and right. Oh, man. The Simpsons, you can seriously relate them to anything. Mm. Any life moment. I think it's, is it impossible to find a life moment that can't be related to the Simpsons in some way? 
A Simpsons screenshot? Mm. Well, they're certainly not an everyday life moment. I thought of about six then, and they were all super illegal. <laughs> but the, the thing is, I feel like the Simpsons memes own social media now. Like, they would have to be the most used screenshots of all social media when you're referencing a joke. I when, think... Rather than replying to somebody, you would screenshot the Simpsons. I yeah, like they're right. Probably the most commonly used. Yeah. If, I don't think any one Simpsons meme would be the most... Would be the highest ranked, but I think that there would be more Simpsons memes than any other f- medium. I do think Homer going through the hedge would get used a lot. That'd get used a lot. But, like, Captain America's thumbs up gets used a lot. Yeah. If I was to think in general about I, different memes I do that love um, Napoleon Dynamite's... Is it his brother, the guy with the glasses? Mm-hmm. Always like um, oh yeah, <laughs> the fist one. I've I'll be honest, I've never actually seen Napoleon. I've Dynamite. seen bits and pieces of it when it used to be on MTV all the time. Okay, but yeah, I never actually said. I met the guy last week, John Hater. Yeah, last what week, the week before Supernova. When was that Supernova? It was John Hater at Supernova? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. You go and talk to board games with me. That's amazing. I sold him a code names. He's really funny in Blades of Glory. I have not seen that one. Uh, that's a really good Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, yeah. I see. I saw the. It's also got that. Will. It's oh, so it's Will, John, um. Will Arnett and Amy Poehler round out that cast. I can take or leave Will Arnett. I know how much you love that's why I said it. (laughs) (laughs) You should have seen Mitch's face then. It was like, it was like Fry's thing. Not sure if trolling or... (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there was more rage in it than that. Fry was confusion. Oh my God. I was about to leave. What a great way to end the episode. (laughs) Thanks for watching. Oh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, I should say, to our review of Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. This has been fun. You should come to the studio more often. Well, I can now that the kid's a bit older. Yeah. You've got other people looking after him. He doesn't cry quite as much. As as you, seriously, just put the wiggles on. He's set. The wiggles? I, I, I thought I might... Oh, no, it was me. I, I mistook your pledge for my pledge. That if I ever have a kid, I'm not... I, I, like, I will do everything I can to not go down the rabbit hole of the wiggles. And I know that it's likely to happen, but I will fight against it. Oh, no, no, no. When they're screaming and crying, and then he ready, steady, wiggle, and they're just quiet. But why wouldn't they also equally like Metallica 1 or something like that? It's the colours. Okay. Well, how about I put the wiggles on on mute, but I play some other music over the top. Uh, next week, we're going to be reviewing... Oh, no. I'm disappointed. That's all it is. What? The clip show. All singing. Oh, all singing, clip show. all dancing. It's all the, it's all the songs. God, Jesus. Um, all right, so we'll do a clip show. It does have that. It's it's got a cool little story of Snake robbing the family. Oh, that lasts for about three minutes. We'll do a clip show, but rather than discuss clips, we will continue on with the Ask Us Anything thread that we did for the patrons only. Okay, recently. that'll be filler yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. So questions that didn't we didn't get to the first time around, or for general listeners out there, you'll get a, listen, a, a peek behind the the curtain. What the patrons get. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you once again for listening to our review of Miracle, Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. Let us know what you thought of the episode and what you thought of our review. But for now, Mitch, any final words for our lovely listeners? God blesses everyone except Bart. Shh.